podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ain't no place like a cowboy place. Ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's in the way you're going wrong. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily for this Thursday night. It's just me and it's just Keith tonight. Real cosy, romantic evening for the two of us. Grizz was was meant to be here, but he's having Wi-Fi issues. I.e. he didn't pay the bill. And um, Hmm. yeah, look, we're just going to go with the two of us tonight. This, of course, (laughs) is brought to you by Paddy Power. A bookie's a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and remember to do so with Paddy Power. First things up. Keith, you done a show last night. It was your first one hosting on your own without me being there. And uh, it went really well. I was watching through. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. But uh, like I said, it was it was pretty daunting. You know what I mean? Without having the safety net like of yourself setting things up and all that. So, yeah, it was it was uh, interesting, to say the least. And thanks to Shani and Chris for going on and helping me through it. You know what I mean? It was enjoyable. Good, Not good, the last, good. I hope. Not the last. Good, good, good. No, it won't be the last. It definitely won't. I enjoyed my night off. I, I, but I was watching as you were going along. But um, to have a night where I didn't have to sort 27 yeah. things before um, getting the kids to bed and then coming on That's here at it. 10 o'clock. It was a uh, difference, yeah. It was a difference. I got loads of... Fee- I was playing FIFA 20 last night, I was. <laughs> good man. Um, Xbox PlayStation. Xbox One, if anybody's watching and you're into Xbox or you have Xbox and you have FIFA, uh, let me know because we can just play online later on. Um, people are giving out about that FIFA 20 saying it's not great. I love it. There's even a street version of football and all, all right. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Volta. Yeah, yeah, you're just flicking the ball around. Yeah, you know, I did at, at the very... At the very start, like it brings you into a game and then it's like... Um, uh, Vinicius Junior, is it? Yeah, and... I was shooting and I was bleeding, kicking the ball out of the park and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're meant to just happen the ball and then I think, but uh, yeah, you're meant no, to do was... skills, you're meant to be doing tricks, and that's how you get your points up. So, my own flip plays and he just buries the ball in, and I'm like, you can't do that, you have to be doing little flicks and tricks. No, no I'd be like, your young fly. I'd be just, yeah, no, I'd be like, your young fly. I think I'll be like a young flit, just straight in. No messing about. Um, look, tonight we're going to be, it's going to be fairly random tonight. I'm going to be honest with you. If you're on Twitter, please, if you're watching on Twitter, just go hit the three buttons down the bottom. Uh, the three little dots, share broadcast, share it to your timeline. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button because that does something apparently. Uh, 
subscribe, hit the bell icon, all that messing. Um, we're, we're grown. Sl- Listen, I've always said it. YouTube for us is something that we put out on a platform. We like YouTube. Don't get me wrong. We like, we like Periscope. Um, downloads are our bread and butter always have been and still remain to this day. But look, we're still, we're, we're growing a little bit in views on YouTube. We're getting loads of interaction off of comments and people messaging us and stuff. And we love it. So if you're on there and you know anyone that wants to watch us on YouTube, just send them the link to our page and you know how it'll go. It will be a bit random tonight. We're going to talk about the Reds being back. Um, Bobby Firmino needs probably a half an hour just on his own for his appearance yesterday. Oh, uh, it's unfucking believable, right? And uh, but we're we, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Reds being back. I want to talk about the Daily Mail because they're off that rocker, <laughs> and um, and as well as that, any random stuff you have, throw it in. And as we go through the show, like we always do, you can we we just we'll just randomly take them and, and talk about them as the show goes on. It's probably the best way to do shows. I find anyway. Um, so Keith, look, um. Loads of coverage yesterday on on LFC TV and the Liverpool Twitter page and stuff like that. The team is back in training in small group sessions. You're seeing Jurgen Klopp, you're seeing his assistants, you're seeing players turning up and all. I don't know about you, but when I watched it yesterday, I thought, oh, that's really nice just to see. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, I wasn't having a big cry. I wasn't having a big think about it. Like a lot, Loads of people seem to be having big things and big cries. I don't really believe they are. But I just kind of looked at it and went, oh, no, that's nice. Just... It was the first bit of normality I've seen in ages. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It was. It was great to see them back, wasn't it? It was. It's nearly that buzz of the preseason buzz, isn't it? When they first start dribbling back in, and yeah, just looking for any sort of content. It's been, you know, the LFC content has been very hard to to come by, obviously lately, and uh, just to see them all coming in like it was the first day of school, new haircuts, new looks, fantastic. It was like it, it was brilliant, and it was a sort of a. Ah, oh, that's that's deadly. You know, it's great to see them. It's great to have them back. Yeah, no, it is, and it was it was. I I enjoyed it. Now I have to say, um, just I loved it. I listen. I don't even know if I've noticed this before, but the the color of the training gear, I'm really into. Bang it's into the new one, isn't it? That the new balance. In fairness, the new balance, right? They've they've been they put out some quality gear, right? Some quality mm. gear. That some of the training gear, and they seem to have. You know, people give out that it's fleece and they bring out a new one every few months. But that one that he had on that only came out there recently is absolutely gorgeous, isn't it? But I suppose the sun shining on it and everyone dying to see them didn't didn't help. I didn't wasn't too bad either. Didn't help it along. But Jesus, they look they look mustard in it. They look the business. Yeah, they absolutely did. Um, and again, it's probably the small things in life that you just make massive things out of. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Chris Brack says that the uh, New Balance training gear looks quality. It does. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, even lads, about four more weeks before we get live football back on it, it'll fly by. Uh, am I right in saying that La Liga have confirmed so the 12th weird, of June? Yeah, 12th of June for La Liga. Jesus, I mean, that is unbelievable. That That's the state that they were in, you know. That's outrageous. Um, and for them to be coming back so soon, like, look, if they can do it. I know, like, again, it, it's, we, we'll heap credit on them, you know, for bringing the football back. And 90% of it will be pressure down to money, as we've said. But it's just great to see them coming back now. If La Liga can do it. People said, ah, Germany isn't a real barometer because they, they had the virus under control there. Well, Spain didn't have it under control. And if they're bringing their football back, that's a real sign that there's nothing for the Premiership to 
to fear. And I'd love to know from any of our Spanish speaking friends or Spanish based friends, are the are the Spanish players doing as much moaning as the English players or Premier League players, sorry about coming back. It'd be interesting to see because I don't know if the Bundesliga players done much. I think one or two might have raised concerns, but but certainly not. Every day I'm seeing new Premier League players that are not giving out. I mean you can understand some players being weary, but you know, some of them are just kicking up too much of a fuss now at this stage. Every day there's one or two of them coming out with it. Yeah, um, you know, Balagay said last week he reckons the 12th of June is to keep TV happy as he can't afford to upset them, says Chris. I did see the thing the other day about Malaga um, letting people <laughs> off, making them yeah. redundant because they, they literally, I know, what the 12th of June is about three weeks away, isn't it? Yeah. Um, a little bit over that probably. Uh, but they literally just can't, just can't, just can't survive until then. It's it's outrageous. And when you think like the monopoly that Barca and Real Madrid have over TV money over there, and that may have changed, I think, over the last year or so. I think they get the clubs get a yeah. fair or share, but, but, but it just shows, doesn't it? Yeah, it just it shows does. how it can it can cripple. It can absolutely cripple what's going on. Um, well, I mean, I seen something yesterday about how Barca are being crippled by it, and they need football back as much as anyone else. That the the money that they have sort of the outlay that they've put out, they need money coming in and we've heard rumours that they've been in a bit of trouble for a few years now Barca but I think this is really hitting them you know so when you see teams of that size what chance have a Malaga got or a, I don't know Celta Vigo we know the smaller Spanish clubs um, mm. if, if the big guys are going to struggle certainly uh, the little guys are going to be in trouble and that'll be across Europe you know the, every league is going to have it there'll be teams going to the wall if this doesn't come back soon and at the end of the day, business is business. Despite what people would say about people dying and all that, it's going. To, someone's going to make business decisions to get the football back, and it might be just a case of take that first step and see what happens. Well, me, we, myself, and Jim Fishlock done a show the other night. We were going through all the leagues and and what they were doing, what way they were reacting, and coming back and stuff like that. And it all did come back down to money. You know, Macker there on Periscope says, and there seems to be a slight issue with Periscope tonight. I don't know what it is. It keeps freezing on us, but um, hopefully it's it's getting back up. I know there's an issue so if 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 you're on Periscope and it's jumping around jump onto YouTube and, and it seems to be perfect there um, talk of the Italian league starting back as well I, I was saying at the gym the other night I, I thought I, I had I'd one of them around the 12th of June and I'd one of them around the 25th of June so mm-hmm. it looks like it could be Serie A coming back in the 25th of June but again when you look at it do, does it show is there an argument to say that, that that the UK are Russian things? Because if the UK sandwiched themselves between, you know, Ita- Serie A and, and La Liga in around the 19th of June, yeah. when, let's be honest, they were probably a month behind, yeah. you know, the, the, the major problem with coronavirus. Yeah. Is there an argument there to say that they are rushing it back a little bit? Because when you look at it, you it know what I mean? Be, the, you know. I, I, I there could be an argument there. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. It's 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 money, and it'll always be money. You know I, I, mean? I think but, there's a fair factor about anyone. You know, they, no one wants to pull the trigger to go back, and the teams are. You know, well, you can understand Troy Deeney's stance. You know what I mean? If he's not, he's sort of beating his own personal drum about his family, and he doesn't want to be paid and all that. Well, that's different than the taking relegation off the table, all this sort of nonsense that's coming out. But players will be will be frightened, I think, and naturally, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. But ultimately, I think they have to take that step to get it back. And 
there will be cases there will be people that are going to get the virus going forward footballers will get it managers might get it you know there's going to be people getting it and I just think there has to be we've said all along Liverpool fans have said and we've said on this come back when it's safe to do so so you don't want them coming back if it's not safe and you don't want them rushing back in that instance so I think they have to make the right decision and if it means it's delayed by a few weeks so I couldn't care you know what I mean? Bring it back when it's ready to come back. We all want to see football, but what we don't want is them to do it too quick and then it just to fall apart again. You know? Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fair. Um, Kevin Sullivan says, football, football, gee, I can't even say the word football. <laughs> football finances globally are in dire straits. The days of 50 million fees are well gone for a long time. Do you agree with that? I don't. I think they probably should be. But mm. I think you'll have more and more vultures probably circling, looking to get players. And what you might then have is, you know, look, teams are going to get hit for for their money for the last few months, right? They're going to lose out on an awful lot of money. But at the same time, they have to have their plans. I mean, do I think Liverpool won't sign anyone? I think they will. But I don't think everyone will go out and sign players. I think we could smash, let's say, 50 million on Timo Werner. I know there's a lot of talk of it not happening that it'll be the delay until next summer. I think they'll do that. I think they'll they'll strengthen the squad where they need because they will be looking, you know, we're in a position of strength and we will build on that. Will Man United splash cash out of desperation? We saw their finance financial leading affairs today. They're not in the healthiest of positions, but then they're always like that. You know, they just build debt, build debt, and do the same thing. They're going to throw money at trying to catch up. Despite what Gary Neville says about United catching us because of the coronavirus, they're going to have to spend. Man City are going to have to spend. Everyone's going to have to. They can't all stand still because they don't all have a manager that is willing to coach them by standing still the way we have. We're very lucky to have Klopp in that sense. You know, the thing that's been sickening me on Twitter and all, and I know Twitter is the worst place to be looking for information, is all this, you know, FSGL crap that's been going on. As in, as if Klopp is some bleeding, some goon that has no say when it comes to Liverpool and just gets told, you're not getting money for this player, you're not getting money, you have to sell. That's not the way it is at all. Like, he doesn't want the boy for the sake of it and he'll work with what he has with a smaller squad to get that. And they all don't have that. And that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, teams will go out and will splash cash and will try and spend 50 million on a player that might cost 80 million normally, you know, but there mm. certainly will be vultures looking to cash in on it. Yeah. Danny says there that so many clubs live on the edge, depending on every penny they earn to cover costs. Now, 5 to 25% of revenue has gone. Many are in trouble, even huge clubs. Yeah, it's a fair so. point. There's, it's a there's, a lot point. Of, there's a lot of money gone, but what I would say is like, and the way football clubs would probably look at this is just my me, my delayman opinion on it, right? I don't think the transfers will be affected as as much as people think. And what I mean yeah. by that is what I mean by that is if you're signing team Werner, right? For argument's sake, and it's yeah. fifty million, the chances are you're given twenty up front, right? And you're given yeah. thirty over the the period of his contract, which you say it's five years, so you know what I mean you're given six million a year, right? I think what you'll have you'll probably get drawn into is listen, we're gonna give him a five year deal, but we're gonna pay you over six. Yeah. Okay. And what it does is it'll leave in itself out over that six years you will 
you would it, it, you'll just recover yourself to the point where that final year won't mean fuck all to you. You'd be yeah. just thrown. You'd be literally thrown the five. Or at the fifth year, when it gets to the fifth year, you, you you'll probably have an option to pay over six. And when it gets to the fifth year, and you go right, you owe us um ten million now or twelve million or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you can do six and six, or what way do you want to do it? No, here's the twelve. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, yeah. It's, 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 an, like it's an immediate money problem. It's not a long term money problem. Exactly. And, it's they're losing I mean? gate money and all, but sure, the TV money will be there, right? There might be renegotiations on that, but they're still going to get money. The Premier League clubs are being foolish and have been taken to the cleaners across Europe on transfers with, you know, Liverpool are going for a player and someone else will go for the same player. Liverpool will get charged more and will have to pay up more as well. And, you know, the other teams will do it in instalments. They'll be paying it in late 20 quid a week for 10 years. Liverpool will be having to stump up 40 million up front, you know. So they might be more clever with that sort of thing and say, right, as you said, we'll stretch this out. We'll give it in more instalments instead of being top heavy loading. And teams might be more willing to take that. That's the thing, you know, we're going to be having to buy players a lot more clever. But selling, teams are going to have to sell as well to balance books. So, you know, the market's the market, and I think it'll be back up and running, and it'll be back being silly in no time, unfortunately, because it's the, the blade and bane of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's one here, uh, let me see. And, of course, if you have any random questions, um, throw them in. Uh, let me see. There was one there, and I just want... Oh, yeah, here. Um, and I have another one there that I had on the screen, I've just knocked it off for no reason. I don't know what I'm on. Uh, do you think players such Joe asks, do you think players such as Shakiri could be used in a swap deals if we are low on funds? Well looking at that, right? If you're looking to see, if you if you're openly telling people you're looking your your funds are low yeah. and you're looking to you know swap a player, you know, um the club the club you're trying to swap with me could say, well you value him at 20, we value him at 10. You know, you can't show a weakness regardless. Mm. Like, like you, you mentioned United's finances, right? Um, I think its debts have risen by 120 yeah. something million or half a billion. Or half a billion they're at. And people will say, oh, well, they can, they, they earn enough to get away out of that. Mm, they're earning that much and they're still in that debt. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter how much you earn. Um, when it comes to the end of the year, if you're if you're if if you're in the red, there's an issue. You know, and when you're now closer to getting back to the top as well, every year away from it, you chip, you're going further and further. You know what I mean? And that debt increases, and that the the distance. We saw that with Liverpool. God, we would have seen that in the the nineties. You know what I mean? Like Liverpool yeah. winning a league and the FA Cup final in ninety six. What six years since we last won the league? Felt like yeah. decades. You know, to have won the league in my seven. Do you know what I mean? Like in the blink of an eye, it can go. Not that they'll be in, they'll be different to us because they're much bigger. Unfortunately, like commercially and all that, they they are set up for to be able to take a bit of a hit. But the longer it goes on, the bigger the problem it is. Now I think the Glazers are like, well, if we can sell this off, we'll sell this, and it's someone else's problem. But mm. we'll see. Yeah, we will. We absolutely will. But um, Marty says our squad is equipped to be mustered for another eighteen months at least. There's no need to lose our minds over no transfer business. He's, he's he's right in what he's saying, but you know yeah. how it goes. You know how it yeah. goes, Marty. And Keith knows, and I know, and loads of people know. Um, last summer we signed Adrian, who was on his couch at the time. Yeah. Um, Seth Van der Berg, who was seventeen, and Harvey Elliott, who was sixteen. All right. Yeah. Um, people went rasher over it. Right. It was like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Blah 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 yeah. blah, blah 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 blah. Right. And 
basically like it's people think and there's an argument at times that if you don't strengthen you stand still you know you don't you don't stand still you go backwards you know yeah. that kind of way I don't think Liverpool will stand still I think I think they have like if you if you look through the squad right I think there's more to come from Allison has missed 10 or 12 games yeah. right True. so if you get him a full season uh, I think there's more to come from Trent I think there's way more to come from Joe Gomez um, Van Dijk is just Van Dijk Robertson is Van Robertson but Fabinho hasn't had the best of seasons when yeah. you actually break it down um, because of the injury Henderson is flying. There's loads from Ronaldo. But if when you look then, Keita, Keita yeah. comes back and is, if Keita's 20%, does 20% more than he's doing now and that even in appearances, yeah. he's a better player. You have exactly. Oxley Chamberlain who's bedding himself in probably um, yeah. from that injury that he got. You know, it's another said year it, under his belt. It's a great exactly, point, you know, and exactly because another year fair. Exactly, like he gets injured in May 2018 and he said hey, you won't see him till the start of 1920. He comes yeah. back a bit earlier, but he's still bedding in, right? Then you have Minamino, okay? Yeah. You ha- maybe Harvey Allen makes a big big breakthrough. Um, you know, Salah, Mane, uh, Firmino have been brilliant this season, but at times have been a little bit off it. You know, yeah. if you get a little bit... I, I agree with what Marty's saying. I absolutely agree with him. Um, the squad, the way it is, is absolutely brilliant. I... Uh, the eighteen months thing, uh, you could have a little argument that just about just because of the age profiles of certain players within that. But I think I think it's yeah, it's a very very fair point, and everyone loves the signing. That's the big thing, Keith. Isn't it? This is it. We all get excited over it, and the loons on Twitter seem to prefer the signing over winning. But you know, if we can do both, it'd be great. You know what I mean? Now, the big thing in all this is the Afcon. If the Afcon doesn't go ahead in January as planned, then I don't think we'll sign anyone. I think we'll do a deal for Werner to come in next summer. If the AFCON is happening, I think we might push through the signing because to lose Mane, Salah and Keita, and despite what people think about Keita, you know, Keita's main problem has been durability and expectation. Yeah. When he plays, he's tidy enough. He's not pulling up any trades, but he's not bad either. You know, he's just made out of leading Weetabix and breaks down all the time. But to lose them three uh, with the squad we have, with Lalana gone out of that squad, Roy Klein was a non-entity, so he's not going to matter. But, you know, it's a bit, it gets a bit thin then, you know. Mm. So maybe I think the AFCON could have a big part to play in that. But I don't know if they're going ahead with that. I heard he were, I heard he may not be. So until we're clearer on that. Somebody somebody said to me the other day that, um, I might have been on one of the shows and he mentioned it and said, that the qualification was still ongoing when this ah. pandemic came around. So I don't know how you, I don't know how you finish a qualification and get the tournament sorted in that time. Having said that, would qualification have normally finished around August, September? Yeah. Did he push? Did he literally? You see, it's not only that. If you if you say to them, "Well, we get you all qualified by December," the logistics of getting everyone sorted and the whole tournament organised. I know the tournament organised in, in essence, but you have <coughs> who's playing where. Yeah. Countries have to get hotels and, and different stuff like that. I don't even know where it's meant to be held. If anyone knows where it's meant to be held, you know, I've seen a funny thing when the coronavirus, you shouldn't laugh, like when the coronavirus came out and Africa weren't getting high numbers and they asked the health minister, I think, in Burkina Faso, is you only have one, one confirmed case? What's the secret? He said, we've no testing equipment. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So some of these countries, they may not be equipped to deal with 
the pandemic. So if let's say, for example, a Burkina Faso or a Togo or one of these countries were hosting it, it might not be in a position to even do that. So there's a uh, there's a lot still to be decided. Mm. But I think do we agree with the point about the squad? Sorry for cutting across you got we could get another year out of the squad. Klopp likes a small squad. People think he people think Klopp's being held back with signings. He doesn't sign because he doesn't want to sign. And I think you'd see Lalana moving on and Curtis Jones probably being promoted. So I wouldn't be surprised if if he didn't do that. Yeah, and he sees an opportunity to to do this or, or push this plan forward for the likes of Curtis Jones and it's mm-hmm. easier to do in the, in, the, in the environment we're in at the moment. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says Cameroon is the host. Um and Marty says October, November are the last games qualifying for AFCON. But yeah, well then they might get away with it. They might do it. Yeah. They might do it. Um, as I said, any random questions, it doesn't have to be football. Fling them in. Um, we're all good. We're all good and you can do whatever you want. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Santiago says, international football, as is the case for other traveling sports, cycling or F1, for example, will be halted for a while. Can't see how it goes on for now. That's a fair point because, you know, look, when you look at the Euros, they yeah. just pushed it back a year. They didn't try mess around and yeah. jam it into August or something like that. It, they literally just went, no, it's gone for a year because it's easier to plan a year down the road than it is yeah. um, eight months down the road. Not obviously for cause of time, but because it's safer to say a year down the road. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? And I wouldn't um, mind, like, the AFCON was in the summer last year. They only pushed it back, so it's not like they planning this years in advance or that. you know what I mean? They just sort of put it back willy-nilly. So mm. if they play it in the summer, so be it. Happy days. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, um, the Daily Mail are some crack, aren't they? Ah, the great bunch of lads, then. Well, like oh, well, like I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's, um, it's... Yeah. If anyone doesn't yeah. read the Daily Mail, by the way, just go onto the Mail online and have a look. It's good stuff. I don't know. I don't know if they're if they're all just messing. I don't think they are. I think they're all serious. I think that's are you the sure? Yeah, I think it's it's targeted at a certain um, certain demographic, and they play to that, play to the audience uh, with their whether it's their news, their sport, their showbiz stuff. It's it's no not much better than the likes of the sun for good show you. you know what I mean? It's 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 pretty blatant pretty woeful stuff. Do you know if I, yeah. what would have been a reputable not you know, traditionally a, a big newspaper, it's absolute dirt and the shit they come out with it's great stuff. It's mad, like we, we have a bit of crack in the in the WhatsApp group. Um it's <laughs> like I've seen stuff like uh, players are struggling with the sticky footballs because yeah. of disinfectant on them. Um, other people, like, we just have the crack and it just keeps coming in. You genuinely, um, you, you genuinely think that these aren't missing? I think that's serious. I think that's, that's the, that's their bag. Like, some of the people they have writing for them and all that, like, they're absolute the worst of the worst, like, but they know what they're, they whip up frenzies in whether it's in po- politics, news, you know, it's it's an extremely racist, laden, right wing, Islamophobic, all that sort of stuff. Like it, some of the stuff they write is horrific, you know, away from the sports side of it. So the sports writing, it's Jesus, it's it's over dramatic. It's you know, as you say, I fear for my life because the balls are sticky. Jesus mm. Christ, we just stop. You know? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, first time Dad asks. 
with the local Irish game being decimated, should all Irish football fans help out the local team? Yes, is the answer to that. Yeah. Um, if you look, if you, you look around, well, if you look around League of Ireland clubs, um, they're all doing various things to try raise some money. Um, for for different things like, um, I know the likes of for Ireland's sake, I've seen the thing a couple of weeks ago. Finn Harps were doing basically a virtual away day. So if. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're meant to travel to Finn Harps that day, which Shamrock Rovers were on that day, that's why I seen it. I'm being honest with you, and people were able to go on, and you can buy a membership for a month. You can be a member of Finn Harps for a month, um, thirty quid. I know Rovers are doing a GoFundMe with quizzes and giveaways and stuff like that. They're up about twenty grand, I think, at this stage, um, for the club, which is a massive amount of money for anyone yeah. watching, um, to a League of Ireland club. I'm sure yeah. there's other League people of Ireland clubs doing bits and pieces. Um, people I think for that to drop in the ocean, where it is actually significant for League of Ireland, like yeah, Ireland, it's, different laden playing field than mm, anywhere it's, else. It's it's huge money. Um, uh, first time dad, I think might be a Derry City fan, and if Derry City are doing anything, let me know and I'll call her out. But uh, that's just pieces I've seen because you know that's the club I follow. It's um, come on. It's a problem, but isn't it because of the for the League of Ireland that they, they're there's only the fans that you know you have to support the club to to be involved in it. You know, unfortunately, there's not much of a reach, which is a shame. You know, you're a Rovers fan, and um, Rovers have a great support. Um, going from Rings End, and you know, I know all about Rovers. It's it's where you are sort of born and born and reared. But you know, they have a great support there. I live close to Shelbourne. I live close to Bohemians, and the yeah, there's just not enough interest in the outside. Unless you're brought up going to that sort of thing, does not they, they can't attract anyone in, you know, and it's. It's a bit of a shame, you know. A few years ago, I was looking at shells. We're in fourth division. I was going to go up for a game, and uh, fifteen quid in. And I'm like, "This is brutal." Do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 not getting anyone in the door. And I, I don't know if they need to rethink how they how they do it, but how do you do that? You know what I mean? It's a tough one. The problem, the problem, the problem they have, and people are probably watching this going, "What is going on?" Um, the problem. The problem they have is that um, there's so much uncertainty around that club, yeah. where they're going to be playing. There's a talk of a merger with Bohemians up in Daly Mount yeah. Park when it's redeveloped and stuff. So people people are just staunch and, and won't, you know, okay, they're there, they are where they are now. But when it, when it actually turns around to go to ground share, I think they might be in serious problems. But yeah. listen, if, if, if anyone out there is, is Irish or interested in the League of Ireland, just go and look up the all the different clubs official Twitter I'm sure you'll see everything that's going on there uh, it Gav would be great. it would be great to, to help them out you know what I mean oh yeah well like listen I, I throw money in every month yeah. anyway um, and look I just as soon as this shareholder in Rovers are you no I'm not a shareholder in Rovers no but um, I, as soon as that came out I put money in and then in the yeah. first of every month I'll throw it in until need be um, Gav a day out golfing what do you prefer? Windy and rainy or humid and scorching hot? No cart allowed. It's very rarely I'd use a golf cart um, playing golf. I like walking. Um, the last time I used it, I think me playing partner had a problem with his foot and had to use a cart. So we were there using a the cart. Um, I would rather humid and warm. Um, you can deal with humid and warm. Put a cap on, bring plenty of fluids, stuff like that. Windy and rainy. Um it's just just gets horrible. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll play in it. Um, I play in anything. The the one the, I don't mind rain, and I don't mind yeah. the wind is what annoys me. Yeah, there's nothing worse than 
I've played in driving rain. I've played in bad, high winds, very hot, very cold. Um, but when you're walking down fairways and the wind is just bashing off the side of your mallet, doesn't it's not nice. Yeah. It's simply not nice. If you were to play golf, um, what would what conditions would you like? Me, oh, yeah. um, probably the hot and humid. I love the rain now, to be honest. I walk, and if it's pissing rain now, it's like lovely. I'll go for a walk, go yeah. for a run. I used love to love that. playing football in, in Lashley's yeah, rain. Love it. But golf, I think I'd prefer just stroll around with the bleeding, uh, the nice stage, you know what I mean? But mm. then I'm, yeah. I'm not a golfer, so it's the mm. easy answer. Yeah, when you're when you're playing golf, like when I go and playing golf, if it's if it's nice out and I'm thinking this could get really nice, I'd have a pair of shorts in the back. I'd yeah. literally have the stuff in the bag that I could just same way I'd have wet gear on one side of the bag, I'd have shorts and a lighter t shirt and stuff like yeah. that in the in the other side of the bag. So it's all about um it's all about coming prepared. Here's one for us. You ready? Describe your perfect Sunday dinner. Now this is made for you. Sunday dinner. Well, it's going to have cabbage yeah. on it. And anyway, for a start, the king of the Sunday dinner is cabbage. Um, right, so I'd have roast potatoes. So you have to have roast potatoes. I would not have any other potatoes, just roasties. Then I'd oh. have, yeah, cabbage, carrots, peas, meat, gravy, stuffing. Okay. That's it. Basically. Okay, so I'm presuming... Um, I'm presuming this is a Sunday dinner, like a Sunday roast. Yeah. Um, so, I'm assuming right. so. Yeah. So I'll have, I will have ham. I'll have chicken. I'll Double have meat. Yeah. I'll have sage and onion stuffing. Mm. Um, I will have mashed potatoes, carrots, cabbage. Bit of parsnip if it's nice parsnip. Croquettes. Croquettes are amazing. On the carbs, yeah. yeah, croquettes and just dip the thing in gravy and yeah. away we go. And that's that's me. Yeah, that's I used to be now when I lived at home at like I must actually the next when this is over I, and my man and dad there was Sunday dinner, I'll take a picture of the plates they dish up. You'd want to yeah. see these things. You'd feed the family with one plate, you know. Oh I mean? yeah, my give you everything. Everything falls over the edge. Every type of potato, and that's why I don't. I just have roasties now. You know, what I mean, I don't like. No, I don't want croquettes and roasties, or I don't want mash and roasties. Just one or the other. Mm. Um, this is a topic at the moment uh, because of the last dance that's on. Yeah. So, favorite sports documentary. Um, really, favorite sports documentary. I'm trying to think about this one. There's been um, does does good um. Basketball ones. I love basketball, right? So the the last dance is, is in vogue at the moment. But if anyone likes basketball, there's a great one called the Fab Five. It's about um Michigan college team and I think four of them at least went on to have good careers in the NBA. It's brilliant. Um well worth a watch. And there's another one called Hoop Dreams. Two two fellas, uh, one from a privileged and one under privileged background and they're trying to get into the NBA is good as well. But I love any sports documentaries, like anything I do like a good documentary, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, they'd be the, the two that stick in my mind. I'm sure there's loads I just can't think of, you know what I mean? Is there any football sport I can't think of any? What about yourself? Um, I loved Senna. Senna is very good, yeah. Yeah, um, I loved Senna. Oh, Maradona. Maradona was very good, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Maradona won 
Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I'm not a basketball fan, um, mainly because I'm not tall enough to play basketball. Um, uh, uh, Kieran B, I have it up on the screen there. He says, this won't go down well, but he likes uh, the class of 99. Look, the 30 for 30 podcasts are brilliant. Um, I yeah. love them, but they're obviously not documentaries. But, um, you know what? Well, the 30 for 30s are documentaries. Yeah, yeah. No, one, no, he's saying the podcast, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, let me see. I've watched. Uh, it, uh, I just thought Senna was brilliant. Yeah. Um. I genuinely did. I'm trying to think of any other ones. If anyone has access to the Thirty for Thirties, go on there and what does they have them on late and everything? You know, in the American side of things, there's excellent American football ones. There's excellent basketball. There's there's everything. You know what I mean? There's boxing. There's everything. You know, they mm. they really are top quality. Like you'd sit for hours watching them, and yeah. they're all brilliant. Like I seen one day the other day the Dennis Rodman. Um, one about Dennis Rodman, you know what I mean? There's a good watch of anyone's watching The Last Dance and sees how much of a bit of a head case Dennis Rodman is. Look him up, yeah. you know, look for the 30 30 on him. Quality stuff. The ones uh, I know it's not sport, it's sport related, but the ones that always get to me are the Hillsborough ones, yeah. Um, and I become engrossed in them, mm. you know, like uh, you know, I remember didn't, didn't was it ITV done, done like a it wasn't a documentary. It was like a the drama, drama on, recreation. The drama. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you've had a couple about Hillsborough since. I think it might have been one released on BT Sport. Um, BT might have done one, but I, I remember one going back a good, a good couple of years ago now. But it's probably the latest documentary that was done, and it was excellent. And I become engrossed in it. I start looking up, you know, um, I start looking up news on it and 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 yeah. YouTube clips and. And I, 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 I'd literally spend a whole day looking through this stuff because um, still you watch it and you just think, oh, you just, you yeah. just get really annoyed. Uh, yeah. Chris Back says two tribes is very good. Um, Santiago uh, says give Icarus a watch. It's on Netflix. Mm. Uh, let me see. Jimmy McGovern's Hillsborough is brilliant, but it's a hard watch. This says um, yeah. says Chris Brack. Yeah, it's a um, watch already. Yeah, no, just listen. Um, what are you watching on telly at the moment? Because we we like to keep people updated on this. Yes. Um, you know, because you're in lockdown. What are you on to now? I just finished Better Call Saul. Now, we've never watched that. So I'm after watching oh, the five brilliant. seasons of that. And, you know, Great. I loved it. And I didn't like Breaking Bad. I got pissed off at Breaking Bad. I didn't like the characters in it. I don't like Jesse or I don't like Walter. But I loved yeah. Saul. So yeah. Better Call Saul is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. What am I on to now? Um, geez, I'm trying to think. What did I... I don't think I've started. Oh, I'm on Ozark now. I'm only catching up on Ozark now, the third season. Of where, that. Oh, so you've, you were up to date with that. And I watched the first two seasons, yeah. I'm just going back to watch the yeah. third one now. So, um, yeah, I'm just getting through that. What about yeah. yourself? Um, I, I've, I've cleared up Ozark. Uh, anybody? Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Just, just a matter of interest. Anybody that hasn't seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, watch Better Call Saul first. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a prequel to it, isn't it? But watch yeah. Better Call Saul first and then go on to Breaking Bad. It'll actually make a hell of a lot more sense to you. Um, but I love both Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul. Um, I'm up to date with the Ozark. Uh, let me see. Bosch on oh, was yeah. brilliant on thing. I'm finished that. Um, what else am I finished? 
I'm on this thing on Netflix called White Lions. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's on your new one now, isn't it? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Kieran, Kieran says there he's watched White Lions at the weekend. I'm on that at the moment. I'm about three or four episodes in. I think there's about nine episodes. I don't know if there's a second series coming. I don't know. I, me, me mate up the road just said, I'll oh, stick that on. It's decent. Yeah. And I says, yeah, no problem. So I stuck it on. Um, it is good. It is good. It's a bit out there in the first couple of episodes, but it kind of settles down. It's decent. Yeah. Um, Kieran says Sopranos and Breaking Bad are my two favourite series. Kieran, you have to throw the wire in there. I fucking love the wire. Uh, anybody that hasn't watched that, go and watch the wire. It's, it's excellent. But uh, you know what? I, I seem to get to the end of stuff and then go, right, what will I watch now? Like yeah. Grace told me to watch The Spy with... Um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. Now, I know it's a true story and all, but... Um, no, it wasn't mad. There's, there's uh, so much stuff that comes on to Netflix, isn't there? That you know, some I hate and some I miss, and I suppose it depends on what you're into. If anyone's looking for something to watch, right, documentary, and it's not sport related, the Vietnam War on Netflix is the best thing I've ever watched. I think it's a 10 parter, and it it's brilliant, it's yeah. absolutely sensational. If you aren't interested in that sort of thing, you know what I mean? But it, it goes through the whole lot of the Vietnam War from how it started, how the Americans got involved, presidents getting them getting them forward into the show and then the aftermath of it. Absolutely brilliant. It's well worth a watch. It's, it, I think it's about ten, eight or ten episodes. Some of the episodes are on for two hours. It's absolutely mm. brilliant. If anyone has looked, great soundtrack in it as well. You know, the music in it, just everything yeah. about it. It's yeah. excellent. Kieran B says he's seen um own books as normal people was okay. I haven't watched an episode of it. Skin Fest. Absolutely um, riding all over the place in that they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were. It was the BBC's uh, dirtiest show ever. I couldn't believe it. It's things all said right. over. says Homeland is a good watch. Uh, yeah, a lot I like of people Homeland. have said that. And, and I think that's on, is that on its last series at the moment? Uh, I don't know if it's the last one, but the thing about Homeland is, I don't spoiler alert if anyone hasn't seen it, like, yeah, a woman in it, she's doesn't after season one, she'd have got the bullet out with Lane anything to do with the secret service or the spy game in America, but somehow she hangs in. So, you know, it's a bit far fetched, but it's very good. I like it. You get drawn in and it's it's edge of the seat stuff. You know, every episode you're waiting for the next one. So I tend to record that when it's on the telly and then watch it all in a binge watch it all over a weekend, you know, because this watching it week to week is a pain in the arse. Yeah, um, Kieran says LA ninety four. It's not a sports talk, but it's about the roads oh, after Rodney yeah, King yeah, got Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I might look that up. Or any documentaries about that are always great. Yeah, it's a great subject. You know, I remember watching one. Um, was it was it the Central Park Five about five lads that get done for oh, yeah, the waters, yeah. and that was really good. And did you watch the the thing on Netflix then? Um, the, yeah, the show that was made yeah, on now they see us or now, something. Yeah, yeah, now they see us or now you something see us. Like that, yeah. Um, Chris Brack has always been intrigued by the uh, JFK assassination documentaries. Loves a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, what about the one you, about Liverpool being handed the league and Var being Ah, yeah, to, I know, Var. That's a good one. The, That's a good conspiracy the, theory if you're into that sort of thing. All, all, um, all the penalties. Apparently, the bishop was on the radio giving out about normal people. Is it that bad? Oh, I didn't watch it. My missus watched it and she was saying it was bleeding monkey. But I've seen a yeah. report that it was the BBC's... <laughs> bleeding monkey. Yeah. She said, I've seen a report saying it was the BBC's um, most X-rated show ahead of Rome and something else. And, and then what? Is it, but is it, is it on BBC 
a Bobate in Dublin or yeah. is it a, also RTE took it up as well? I think it's RTE on BBC, yeah. So it's based in Dublin, it's RTE in around Trinity College students or something. My missus was telling me about it. Um, you can tell us watch it. We won't, we won't give no, it. No, I don't watch it. I, I got out of bed there yesterday morning and I came out and she had her on the telly. She recorded it and was watching at half seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And I said, what the fuck's this? She was normal people. She says, this thing is manky and the kids are like, oh, said, get that off, will you? And she was telling me about it then. There was about six or seven episodes in or something. She was telling me what it was about. So, yeah. 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 No, no, nobody I've talked to has an idea what it's about, but you know there's loads of riding in it. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see. Okay, so Kevin Sullivan follows up with, if you watch that Vietnam one, watch a film called The Post. Exposes McNamara and what he knew and lies that were told. Mm. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it does. The post. I think that rings a bell already, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that Vietnam one is excellent for anyone that hasn't seen it and has about 15 hours to waste. It's fucking excellent because it's not just rose tinted in the American favour or any of that. It's it's a, it's a good, good watch. Okay. No worries. Um, yeah, so that's we're all up to date about what we're watching and uh what we're doing. Uh, Tom Hanks is the lead actor in the post. Says uh, you know, it'll be a good one, so. Yeah, I've, I must write that down. Genuinely, I've got to write that down because uh, some nights I sit here and I don't, um, I don't, I, I like all the shit you have and you go, oh, what'll I watch? You know, when you kind of, like, I'm, I'm good for binge watching stuff, but then I can kind of yeah. stop and go, oh, I need something different just for tonight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, let me see, let me see. Uh, but we're up, we're all up to date on what we're watching, which is cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk to you about, um, uh, I was telling you about FIFA 20 earlier, right? So well, if people are here, if you're on Xbox One, let me know. If you have FIFA 20 and you're on Xbox One, um, we might be able to have a bit of crack and, you know, go on and play each other on FIFA. And uh, we'll post the scores in the Discord group for, for a bit of laugh. But if anybody's out there, let me know. You can go into Discord um, or, or leave a message here which I use our name or whatever else it is and I get in, in contact with you. I, I'm, you know what? I, I'm saying this and I can't even remember what mine is. I think it's I think it's Cav Doyle 82. I think it's that. So if anyone's on Xbox One and you have FIFA 20 or the Golf Club 19 2019 because they're the only two games I play. Um, or I've Pro Evolution the latest Pro Evolution as well. So any of them three, um, Gav Doyle eighty two. I'm nearly sure is my username. Just add me as a friend, and we can uh, we can play some football late at night when we're finished with this podcast messing. Um, the podcast is getting in the way now of me Liverpool career. <laughs> in, uh, on FIFA. <laughs> but um, Danny Emery is a PS4. Well, Danny can fuck off them. Um, yeah. Let me see. Dylan Westwood just says Dylan Westwood. Oh, he must be on the. That's he was on it. Dylan Westwood is good for the game. Tell you what, Dylan, um, FIFA 20 at around half 11, if you're around. Yeah, I'll add, I'll add you on when I, um, when I get off this. Uh, so Dylan Westwood is the first person. We're going to play online. I'm brutal at it. I'm just going to let you know. I'm terrible at it. But I really like it when I score. it will be kind of watching the replays and all going, oh, look at that and all. It's only a fucking game. Get over it. Uh, so what else were you looking forward to? Um, what else have we got to talk to? Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Avo reckons that the COVID-19 was made in Manchester to stop us winning our 19 title. Just going back to them and, and the financial reports, Shawnee pointed out something to me earlier. And I was like, ah, yeah, but like that's that's a big loss and stuff like that. And then he went, yeah, but do you not realise that these losses are reported before, literally before COVID was properly up and running? Yeah. How, how worried would you be for them? Because 
you, I, I, I'm, I'm one of these guys that goes, you, you earn so much, you're obviously spending too much because you're in the red. They shouldn't have losses if they're juggling on no. like they are. And I know they've been saddled with debt from the owners because the owners took a loan out and from the loan bought the club and then saddled the club with the loan. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then take them, and, and, and then every year yeah, they're, whip, they're whipping out a hundred million a year or something along them yeah. lines, right? Um, how worried would you be? Because I've seen the argument over the years for United saying, "Oh, they can spend their way out," but they're spending their way out, and then there's five hundred million debt yeah. over here. What way do you see? It's like um, the elephant in the room with them, isn't it? It's a debt that just keeps building and building, and it's like as as you said, this is not taking. That's last year's financial, so it's not even taking in sort of what's happened now and. Mm. can they spend away they're getting into this mess by throwing money at problems and they seem to have in fairness to them I think they've seemed to change their uh, their tact um, in the transfer market if it's on the go boy you know right they spent big money still on the likes of Harry Maguire and Aaron Wan-Bissaka but I wouldn't say they're on big wages although you never know what you know it um, it, it, as long as they continue to do that, they need a root and branch change to how they're doing their business on the football side to get anything out of their teams until, will they keep spending, you know, whatever, 80, 90 million on a player and then giving players that average, like Jesse Lingard's on a hundred and some thousand a week, you know what I mean? Like when you're giving your players that, they've, they've created a rod for their own back. When you're successful and you're bringing in money, you get away with that. But when you're not successful and you're giving Alexis Sanchez 300 or 400 grand a week for nothing, then you have David Gea coming up and saying, look, I want that. You can't have it. We made a mistake with him. Well, I want that. You know, so it's, it's it's a it's a, a mistake. It's a problem that they're not doing. I don't know how they can get over, but I just feel that you know if it did start getting a bit sticky, they'd sell the club to some lady in cheek or something, just cash in and debts to be wiped all over the place. Mm. You know, it'll be happy ever after. Yeah, Kieran would be worried if they went to got Nagelsmann or something like that. Stephen O'Connor reckons they're digging themselves into a deeper hole. They haven't mm. improved that much despite the players they bought. It's just financially, I just look at it and go. If they're pulling in that amount of money, how are they pulling yeah. posting losses here? You know, yeah. our debts going up. Now I don't know if it's losses. <coughs> debts have gone up. Why are the debts rising? If yeah. if this juggernaut is earning so much um so much uh money, it's it's it, it's again, you know, it's, it's the success side of it. You're a commercial juggernaut while you're winning, and the longer you're not winning then your, your star begins to wane a bit. Now, in some ways, they're lucky that since they they were dominant in the 90s and the, the 2000s or whatever, and it does, it's been shared out really since. There hasn't been one team that has come and run off with it. You know, Chelsea done a few. City have done a few. Um, they, they, they pump money in their boat financially doping or whatever. But, um, you know, when we sort of fell on our arse, you know, they were prone to... To, to step in there and pick up where Sky jumped in, you know, you're capitalised on all that, the Premier League, all this, and they were just marketed better than we were. We lived off this uh, the Liverpool way and we're, we don't do business like that, so we got left in the blade dirt. You know, you won't, no matter what happens now, I don't think, you know, they'll fall away, but I don't think they'll get that far. They'll, they'll have too much credit in the bank. But the longer it goes on, you never know. You know, you just don't know. 
No, you don't. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but um, I wouldn't be holding my breath. I think I think United will always be there. Um, yeah. Money, but when, and when a good coach can change them. As someone pointed out, Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann would be a great coach there. But he gets a lot of stick off Liverpool fans because he was a bit cocky when he came to us with Hoffenheim. Mm. He was only about 30 bleeding two or something. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind him. Um I don't mind him. The other fella, I fucking hate that PSG manager. Tugel. Yeah, I can't fucking stand <laughs> the sight of him. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, somebody said, Alan. Um, Alan says, it's highly likely United don't get UEFA for Champions League again this season. Not sustainable to pay uh, Europa quality players Champions League wages. Well, there you go. And you're getting, it's not even that, their Europa standard players like Bruno Fernandes is a Champions League uh, player in my opinion but what's happening is you're playing you're paying these massive money to pay in the Europa League and then they're not bringing the goods to get you back in where you need to be you're taking that gamble and then the gamble isn't paying off and gamble after gamble and look we've seen it with so many clubs like remember Leeds Leeds were fucking mad do you remember the the thing about Ridsdale he had like a million quid worth of fish in the fucking boardroom and all Sure, there was the one with Seth Johnson when they signed Seth Johnson. Seth Johnson goes in to sign the thing and and he's like, uh, oh, there you go, there's the contract. Seth Johnson and his agent are going in saying, look, don't sell for less than 20 grand a week. They went in Ridsdale, there's 45 a week. What? Make it 50. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were just throwing money. They were ridiculously wrong. It was mad. Absolutely mad. Um, It's... it's... We'll have to wait and see. Um, someone, Danny Emery's uh, saying something about WrestleMania. I don't know what's going on there. Um, right. Um, Just about the uh, Glade. The, every, it's all going off in Tampa at the moment. So the Glazers always might be on that. You know, they brought Tom Brady to the to the Buccaneers. And ah, okay. WrestleMania oh. is trying to get that to Tampa. So, you know, it's... Uh, Nah, fuck them you know that you know well I always say you've no respect for them but they are the big club they're the only other club that counts in my opinion so you know I hope they go through the pain that we went through mm. you know for for fucking years it's all cyclical yes. and anyway they'll come back yeah it's um, it's it is one of those where it's just you know it goes in it goes in cycles and, and the cycle at the moment is United struggling. I think if this coronavirus wasn't going on, then debts would have went up and no one would have said that. Bar United yeah. fans that are kind of know and watch the finances of the club. Yeah. Uh cup two more questions. One is a question from Avo. The second one isn't a question, it's a, it's an air fryer update. I need some advice. Um what's your ideal holiday? I really need to get away when all this is over, says Avo. So you can have the holiday, you can choose to bring the kids if you want or not. It's up to you. What's your ideal holiday? I would bring the kids to Florida, go over and see the Glazers in Tampa. Okay. Um, no, I go to yeah. We were in we were in Florida a um, couple of times with my young one. She's too old now, but my two kids are six and three now. So maybe they're still a bit too young. But in the next year, I so I wouldn't mind getting them over to Disneyland and Universal Studios and all that. So that'd be my one. Or just okay. a, an old sneaky one with the missus away somewhere without the kids. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Um with the kids, I went to I went to Italy last year. Um I went to Italy last year and loved it. Absolutely loved it. We went on one yeah. of those um Euro camp. The, you know, the Euro oh, camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the mobile homes. Yeah. 
Um, unbelievable, loved it. Definitely um, brilliant. Yeah, loved it. Um, the the camps are just unbelievable. Like uh, private beaches and everything, mad stuff. Um, but I always said, now I have a four month old, so he's not going. Mm. No, he's not happening. Yeah. Um, but I always said when when my daughter got to about teenager, um, I'd love to bring her to New York. Yeah. Um, New York to bring her there. I always told her I would. She's in my ear to go and see Matt in Dubai. Um, I keep telling her Matt's in Liverpool, but she's like, no, he lives in Dubai, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but he hasn't gone home yet. And um, but I think, yeah, I love, I love New York. I love America. America's yeah, just so off, the, off. It's off the yeah. wall, isn't it? Yeah, uh, right. uh, Center Parks is lovely. Said Chris Brack. Uh, there's one here now, isn't it? Yeah, there is one here, and it's mad money. It is, but it was only me and the missus were only talking about it today. Actually, she we had a holiday book for the summer and we didn't have flights, just a hotel. So we were chatting and she said, like, you know, we might look at Santa Parks or something later on if we're not going to go away. But I was talking to um, a certain Phil today and he was saying which, the which same thing. It was one of them, and anyway, it could have been uh-huh. field seven. Um, one of the fields. One of the fields. But he was saying the same thing, you know, it, it's it, to get away. Yeah, plans are thrown into disarray, but. You know, the flip side of that is the economy might get a boost by a lot of people holidaying at home as well for the rest of this year. You know, certainly uh, the immediate aftermath that restrictions are lifted. So it could be a benefit as well. Well, Centre Park's got to mention um, by, by a certain Phil as well. It's meant to be mad money though. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, about 700 a week or something. Yeah, no, it's, it's mad money. Absolute mad money. Mm. Um, I need to do a lot of blading exercise and activities and all that. Yeah, well, that's, see, that can fuck off. Yeah. You just want to get bag up of and have a... Yeah, bag, bag of cans, cans and a karaoke. <laughs> bag of want. cans and a bit of fucking uh, long balls or something like that. Yeah, that's strenuous. it. Um, Put the radio on, a bit of Bob Marley out in the sun. That's um, all you want. Yeah. Kieran says he lived in, in in McLean Avenue in New York. I may as well have been in Ireland. There was nothing but Irish. I love it. I lo- yeah. absolutely love America. They're off the wall. Um let me see. There was another question there from I think it was Alan, and he said, "When do you, when do you think you would next see um, Manchester United win a Premier League title?" It's a hard one, isn't it? Mm. Like you can, anything can happen. You know, we yeah. turn things around fairly quick when we got Klopp in. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. But they need. Do they need a, a director of football or a sporting director there to to sort of oversee things? Like Edwards has grown they into need. Liverpool, but your man, what's his name? The clown, Woodward. Like, Woodward. Mm. like he's just a, he's just a leading uh, commercial fella or something, isn't he? Like he's like an Ian Air, and we saw what happened when we had Ian Air. Great at getting commercial deals in, but he wasn't a sporting director. And it's shown yeah. on their transfer business, getting rinsed and fleeced all over the place. Now, they did a good deal for Bruno Fernandes to get him about 48 million or whatever. But yeah, but there's about 25 million add ons on that. Yeah. Mad That's stuff. it. But I've been on um, the football terrace a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and yeah. Terry is, is a United fan, right? And he was kind of hesitant to talk to me at the start about United, <laughs> but I don't mind talking about United. Um, and, and I don't do it in a way that, you know, I don't do it in a petulant way where yeah. the guys are fucking shy, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. That, that, you know what I mean? Anyone can say that. <laughs> but he's, he's asked me loads of questions about United on air and off air, right? Yeah. And, um, 
it's Dylan's added added me on on Xbox what a bleeding night this is turning out to be it's amazing and if I get an update on the air for in the next couple of minutes I'll be even better <laughs> but I've said to him at United patience is needed right and I, I pointed out that the Moyes things was wrong right yeah. if you go back through the timeline of the Moyes things was wrong right Ferguson picking a successor he just looked back to 1980 fucking six and said oh that, remember me and it was all like hairy fairy fucking stuff he was doing, right? Moyes was wrong. Um, Van Gaal was a lunatic. Um, Mourinho was just not right for Manchester United, regardless of how yeah. good he thinks he is. He's just not right for Manchester United. Um, because of the... Like, he's been at Real Madrid, he's been at Inter Milan, he's been at Chelsea, but Manchester United are bigger than all them, right? And what I mean by that is... You know, okay, Real Madrid has the heritage and stuff like that, but Manchester United has a certain way. Real Madrid don't. They're fucking mad, right? Yeah. They can change the way they do things from one, one day to the next. And then you look and then you look at a soul chair and you're kind of going, surely that's not the plan. Yeah. So I was trying to say to Terry that, for me, they need a project and they need patience and they need to stop throwing money around like it's fucking no one's business because, yeah. one, you get taken advantage of. Two, the as we said earlier, the gambles get bigger and bigger. All right. And you don't want the massive gamble. Like if you look at what Klopp's done, he's here five years, he's come in, he literally went through the first transfer window and went, no, I'm not signing anyone. I don't need yeah. to. I'll just play and I'll watch and I'll take all the information in. And also the biggest thing he's done is people in the club have definitive roles. Right. Yeah. You're asking what Edward what it is. What does he do? Is he is he in charge of transfers? Is he not? The soldier has the last word, does he not? You know that kind of way. Yeah, it's 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 a very similar situation I find to Liverpool going over the last fifteen years, and I keep saying this to Terry: they need to not hit the reset button, but they need to if they're going to back Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, they need to say right, he gets the last call on players. Now yeah. we'll have a couple of people around like Michael Edwards, etc., at Liverpool, where they will go and look at the data and look at the players and bring them and say we can get him or we can get him, and Solskjaer makes the call. You have to be able to do that, but. For me, United at the moment, the way Liverpool are set up, and disregard coronavirus and and debts and stuff, the way Liverpool are set up with the squad they have, the way they're looking to go forward, um, the infrastructure around the club that grown all the time, the way Man City are just there and yeah, there's nothing you can I'm, do I'm about it. I can't see United topping. They might top one of them yeah. in the next five years, but I don't see them topping two unless they hit on a formula that's extremely successful extremely quickly um I'd but say then you also have you also have the unknown entity now of newcastle if newcastle get bought over by the saudi arabians as is, i don't know if that's gone through yet if it's been fully ratified they're going to start bringing in players and they're going to start poaching the likes of pochettino and all that mm. you know managers that could go in and, and start to build something that you know you should have been looking at you know, if you know that in a position like Liverpool, I keep saying that when we were in the doldrums, that's why you know that. And then if Chelsea comes in and pushes us further away, Man City comes out of nowhere, pushes us further away again, you know, and you know that in that position as well. You know, they have to catch up with us and they have to catch up with, with City, but they also have to catch up with Chelsea who will be spending money again. No, they're mm. going to be spending huge money, but they are. They brought in Hakim's OH already. They'll bring in other players in yeah, that, that squad. But- but if you look at what Chelsea are doing, right? Now, Kepa was an outlier because I don't know what they yeah. were fucking at. But they've tried to... And Pulisic, people have go, oh, they spent a fortune on Pulisic. Well, Pulisic was a very highly yeah. rated player, right? But if yeah. you watch what they're doing, Zayech is around... What What did he end up being? Costin. 
Yeah. Either it wasn't that much, I don't think. It was quite cheap, no. was it? I, I can see Chelsea. Yeah, I can see Chelsea being quite cute in what they're doing. Yeah. City will do what City do. Now, the whole Champions League thing might fuck them over and they might have to reassess what they're doing or the way they're doing it. Um, you know, but United can't, United can't live off this. Oh, we're bigger than City because City stuff isn't real. It's very yeah. fucking real. Oh, when you yeah. start looking at the trophies they're racking up, it's very, yeah. very real. You know what I mean? What Liverpool are doing, United will always compare themselves to Liverpool because what Liverpool is doing is very real and it's done in a different way yeah. the way City are doing it. United are probably more worried over Liverpool than City because they feel that at some stage City will go away. But yeah. City could end up building something so fucking big that the owners could go, right, the pen and the checkbook is now gone. We're self-sufficient and yeah. we can still compete. Because we've blown ourselves so far away from everyone else that even if they come back with us a little bit, we still have a cushion there to 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 look after, you know. Um, but it's something that Chelsea sort of done when they, you know, after years of spending and spending and hoovering up all the top talent in the world, young talent, and their youth teams were were winning all the leagues and all the cups and all mm. that. And then they did a transfer ban and they called back all these fellas from loan because they had mm. all these players that were first team ready but were out on the likes of Zuma or Everton, not even the likes yeah. of Mason Mount or or the likes of um, Tammy Abraham, but the likes of Zuma and all was coming back. They had so many mm. players out there that yeah. they were able to soak her up. And you know, like I said, there's too many sleeping joints in around there. You know, well, they can look at us and they can look at City. As I said, Chelsea are going to spend again. You've also got Spurs now. I think sports are in this precarious position as well because they could. But Danny fall says, off Danny, well, Danny says, match day revenue could catapult sports to the top of the table. Well, that's no, it. If it works well, out I, for the stadium, well, it could cripple them as well. Yeah, but like, I'm not being funny with you. Sports, there's been a lot said about this sports stadium. And at the end of the day, 60,000 people can go only go into it. Yeah. Or 61,000 people. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they can have heated seats all they want, but still they can do whatever the fuck they like. Now, and, and trust me, if sports don't do what sports hope they do and um, when they went to build this they're in serious fucking trouble yeah. right because empty seats means yeah. no money for you do you we know what I mean don't get me wrong if, if, but don't get me wrong if if sports had to turn around and went we're at the building an 85,000 seat stadium on yeah. budget right and we can we can we can take we can soak up this cost over the next 15 to 20 years and still be massively competitive because we have an extra 20,000 people in our ground you'd say fine but at the end of the day, they're only they've only put themselves on a level with Liverpool with attendance, Arsenal, um, the higher than Chelsea, but Newcastle are around fifty one, fifty two thousand. You know what I mean? And pe- the funny thing is, people go on about how oh, match day revenue actually isn't. It's only a drop in the ocean when you look at the big picture, but it adds up. You know what yeah. I mean? When you have like, if they'd have made a massive statement that went seventy five thousand, you go grant. You know what I mean? They've put they've doubled the size of their stadium yeah. more or less. But I, I don't I don't know. Um, it's a savage stadium, says Kieran B. To be fair, uh, looks wicked sports stadium. It does, but yeah. you know they went What's massively the over budget. What's the and product? Mass- you know, is it NFL orientated as well? They've deals well, with the NFL to play as well. games there, and they're not going to get that money in this year. You yeah. know. Is yeah, the focus all about spores? Maybe not. Yeah, it's um, it's. I don't know what way. Spores are a weird one for me. Um, oh, they are. You know the Harry Kane stuff floated around a little bit. I'm not too sure, sure how true it is, but the manager there again is. Yeah. You know, he's, not the he's, not, he's no interest in managing spores. Let's be fucking no. honest about it. Right? Exactly. And that's no that's no slight on spores. Jose Mourinho walks around as if he's the fucking king of the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He'd love Jose, us. He'd love us. He'd love us. He would, he'd, he would, he would he love would. us. Barcelona, he'd love. 
he'd love Real Madrid. He'd love a he'd love a he'd love a go at PSG or Bayern Munich as well, in my opinion. But in England, I think we're the only ones that he'd he'd love to he'd he'd fall back in love with the game because he's still treated like a bleeding god by the media. You know what I mean? Even mm. despite him not really doing that in years. But if he got no, don't get me wrong. I don't want him at Liverpool. But if he got the Liverpool job, I think that'd give the spark back to him that he needs. Never mind mm. him giving a spark to a team. Yeah. There's too much water under that bridge, I think. Um, <laughs> Stephen O'Connor says, um, Newcastle also in the equation two yeah. or three years. How how could we forget them when their owners have 270 billion? Yeah. Um, it's crazy. If that goes through, is that still messing about or what's going on with that? I think it's set to go through, but I don't think it's being finalised yet. I think it's... I, think I have a feeling to be... I have a feeling there'll be plenty of eyes on them if oh, um, that yeah. does go through as to what they're doing because let's be honest about it, Newcastle uh, are a big club. Um, what I mean by that is they're a one, they're a one club city, one, yeah. you know what I mean? But outside of that, how big are they around the world? You know, And, and in order to compete, you have to be able to play on money in. And yeah. the, the timing's not great for them. Now, don't get me wrong, they could be spending a fucking mad amount of money. But the thing happening with City and PSG at the moment... Yeah. The oil um, is on the Yes, the oil is on that. And when you start turning around and next thing fucking, you know, Sainsbury's is, is giving you 500 million for stadium yeah. rights and it turns out your man owns Sainsbury's, you know, it's... Um, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a. There'll be a, a load of, of uh, yeah. They'll be checking everything. Won't they find who comes? Anything Newcastle do because, and it will be a big upheaval. They're just happy to get rid of uh, Mike Ashley. They're the lawyer that he's gone. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so the fans don't give yeah. two fucks who goes in there. Whether it's yeah. human rights, fucking, you know, dodgy human rights records like in Saudi Arabia and things like that. They don't care once they're getting the money in, and it's not from Mike Ashley. And they're, and some ways, I think. As fans, sometimes we can lose sight of the fact that you just want to see our team doing well and you don't really give a bollocks where the money comes from and you shouldn't really care. Like, I care about FSG, but it more annoys me when people are questioning everything they do with the Red Sox, for example, like it has any impact on Liverpool. It doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like they're taking money out of us and plowing it into the Red Sox, no such thing. Just enjoy our team. You know, and yeah. sometimes we can get hung up on the, the financial side of it. Now, in saying that, when you go down a certain route that Man City have gone down, and they needed to. There's no way Man City could have got where they are without no. cooking their books or taking a shortcut here and there, you know. And ultimately, it's all they done. They they, they cheated by, you know, plowing in money quicker than they really should have done. But they can't get there other, otherwise. And Newcastle will be in the same predicament. But as you've said... All the eyes are on it now. You know, I still yeah. want to hear what happens to Man City. Are they going to get banned? Is there going to be repercussions of that? You know, so Newcastle can't just come in and start hoovering up players for 60 and 70 million. Yeah. Well, as you say, they're playing in the blade and the long yeah, tail stadium. Yeah, Danny Emery says FFP only applies to European football. FFP in the Premier League is about debt. Yeah, that's fine. They'll get through the Premier League thing, okay, but when they get to Europe yeah. and what Europe happens? turn around yeah. and go, um, lads, you know, you're earning X amount last yeah. week and all of a sudden you're earning this amount. That's where it comes from. And trust me, if Man City get done for this and especially if PSG get done for this, um, they will want every single club gone over forensically. Um, yeah. season and they only have to get into the Europa League, you know what I mean? They only yeah. have to, it doesn't matter, have to get into the Champions League. And if yeah. Sheffield United and Wolves are making a push to get in there, uh, season mm. of sensible spending by Newcastle could put them 
it, it would take a bit of an overhaul, really. But if they got a few stars in there, they could be looking at a Europa League spot next year. So they're not that far away. Yeah, I might only apply in the Premier League to death, but they, they're not far away if they plough that money in for getting into Europe. So, hmm. Right, before we go, um, what's the story on the air fryers and the chips? What way are you making them? What way do I make them, right? So my one, I have uh, Philips air fryer. So the way I make mine, right, I chip them. What can I say? I chip them up. I soak them in water. I rinse the water, soak them again, get all the starch off until the water then is clear. Pat them dry, get them mm. all uh, dried off. And then I put, I use the spray, the, the spray oil, yeah. Spray oil stuff. I lash that on, loads of that onto them. Mix them up, put them into my air fryer for about 15 minutes on 160, and then I take them out and put them in for another 15 minutes on 180 to crispy okay. them up. Nice one. What are you I'm doing? Try that tomorrow. What? You struggling with your chips? No, I have no fuck all. Just ask. Yeah. Because it takes like a bit it. of messing about with them, and I got my air fryer, and I was making the balls of them all the time, and my sister had the tension. She goes, no, this is what you do. You do it half and half. You change, you do them low, and that gets them softer, and then you whack it up to crisp them up a bit. So, uh, so do you, do, you t- for, do you just leave them solid in there 15 minutes? You take them out and just give them a little shake. That's I think I think that's actually the key is... Uh, I don't know what yours does now. It's, is it just a tray? They don't move around because I used to have one that was a rotating. No, this thing like just goes in there and sits there. Yeah, so then that's like my one now. Just go over and give them a shake every so often just to mix them about. I make sure you're getting enough spray or enough oil. If you're using oil, make sure it's sort of all the chips have a bit on it. Yeah, no worries. You know what I mean? But, but moving them around because they can get stuck together. But that's the whole point of the starch. You get all the starch off and they don't tend to stick together in the, yeah. in the air fryer. So. Nice one. Nice one. Right, um, I think that's Dylan O'Rourke says good morning. Dylan must have... Dylan, I was, I was only thinking about him I earlier. Seen Dylan in ages in here. Yeah, and then what's he going on? In at ah, I reckon Neil fucking took his, um, took his YouTube subscription yeah, off. Yeah, I'd say that's what it was. Yeah, he was the run of himself. Signed him out and changed his password. <laughs> it's happened to us all. I've uh, not been there. Owen Bork says uh, we should definitely do an air for our podcast. It deserves its own, its own slot. We'll have a look at it. Yeah, um, it's we'll getting, we're getting that yeah. desperate this it's day. Getting there. Um, uh, Dylan says Klopp will get our lads buzzing uh, behind closed doors, even with no fans. It uh, looks that way. It yeah. looks that way, and that's yeah. that's the thing. Before we move off, like about football, the thing about you, the likes of United might benefit from this as well because there'll be no, you know, they'll just be going in and playing behind closed doors. And it might sort of suit not having the pressure or the anxiety of playing in front of fans and just go out and win games that they should win. But you look at Luke Shaw coming back from his coronavirus break, and he looks like he looks like he's after eating two wrestlers while he was off on his blade on his break, the size of him. And then you look at the likes of Bobby Firmino, or if you saw Alex Oxley Chamberlain in training today for Liverpool, they look tip top and sharp. Bobby looks sensational. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen Bobby's uh Bobby's new look. Get on it. I'm thinking of trying to get a hair transplant. It's outrageous. It's outrageous it is. It's absolutely outrageous. Um, oh, we are meant to talk about it, but there's just no words from There really isn't. There really isn't. Um, before we go, um, there. if anybody, if anybody, I don't know what way do I put this. Um, 
I was just, I was sent a message and asked, um, doesn't matter who it was from. It says, at the end, will you throw out an appeal for anyone that might have seen a Colin Downey to contact the maid guard, um, Colin, um, Downey, um, Colin missing Downey. for a couple of days. Anybody in the maid area, Dublin area or anything or any comes across, um, Colin Downey, please contact maid guard. Um, yeah, that's us done. Um, it's been a good show. We, I think we've done very well. Um, I think we've been great, Keith. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Grey's let us down, but we didn't let that get us down, did we? Yeah, that's it. We don't let them little speed bumps get in the way. We still get out there and talk Gokla for an hour and a half just for the... Exactly. Exactly. Keep the people entertained. Tomorrow is Friday. We'll be off Friday and we'll be off Saturday. We will be back Sunday unless anything pops up like yeah. Team Overn or Acting the Maggot. Um, yeah. we might, we might come and do something like that. Or if people have something on Discord that they might want to, for us to talk about, get on Discord, get into the FB, back yeah. for daily. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Just, no, there's a feedback. There's a feedback section in there. You can go yeah. in there and go into the feedback section and lash it in there. And, Throw them in uh, we, because we, if we don't pick them up straight away or if we don't do the show straight away, we still look at them and it might be something that, you know, you might throw something in last week and we might do it in a couple of weeks. But, you know, throw exactly. it in because it's 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 tough. And, you know, fair play to you, Gav, for keeping this going when there's been tough on content. But every podcast out there is the same. And to try and get yeah. content during this, you know, all the suggestions are getting looked at and are... Sort you know we're trying to get things up and yeah we're not ignoring people um yeah if you if you go into if you go into the Discord group um yourself and Keith are moderators in there as well so if you go in there go to the feedback section um you can tell us what you like tell us what you don't like tell us if you're enjoying it you're not enjoying it we don't get offended um well if Grey's ready you would but we don't um. <laughs> So get in there, give us suggestions. If whatever you want us to talk about, if you have any ideas, Dylan Westwood gave us a, an idea going back about three or four weeks ago. And we're still fucking doing stuff on on drafts yeah. and stuff like that. Um, listen, Keith, thanks a million for joining me. I'm not That's even going to thank you anymore. I'm just going to yeah. say we're gone because you're on all the fucking time. Now, yeah, right? I'm not thanking you anymore. I'm thanking <laughs> you bollocks thanking you. Um, but um, that's it. That's been the Fatback Four Daily. Keith's off to um, just write them instructions down for me with regards to the chips, and he's going to email me. Yeah. I'm off. To, I'm off to play FIFA 20 with Dylan Westwood. And if anybody's on Xbox One, add. I, I'm nearly sure it's Gav Doyle 82. Go in there and try add one. If not, messages on Discord, and I'll find out my username. But I'm off to play. I'm off to make a cup of tea and play FIFA 20. That's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.